Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you're in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Let's get it. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Good people. It is Tuesday, March 22nd, 2022. 3-22-2022. This is Rake Up with Ray G. Y'all know who it is, man. Ray G in the building, brought to you by our friends, our partners, the best fantasy gaming site on the goddamn planet, Prize Picks. Use that promo code WAKEUP for dollar for dollar deposit match up to $100 for first time depositors. Get in there, man. Bet the NBA, build the bankroll. MLB is back. We'll be betting on hits, home runs, strikeouts, walks, runs, all that shit. Building up the bankroll for the college football season and the NFL season, which is guaranteed to be banana land crazy. Free agency, one of the wildest free agency periods that I have seen in recent memory. Could be recency bias, but at least it feels crazy as hell, uh, this free agent period. And there's still trades and all kinds of stuff that's tying us over until the NFL draft. And in this show today, we are going to take a look at one of our friends, Damian Parson from the Draft Network. We're going to take a look at his latest mock draft. Kind of kind of put some players to landing spots, right? Put some faces with names and teams and figuring out, taking a look at if, if this is a good fit. Are these good fits? Does Damian have the good fits for us that we want in fantasy football? I like the mock that he did. He does great work, does his homework, does his research, what's happened to him. But uh, good morning, James in the building, Jasmine, Dalton, Shane, Carlo, L. Wood, Roro in the building, Dana always here, Ricardo, welcome, baby. You know we love having you here. Big Shy in the building, Bruning, Marlon, Top Dog, Terrence, Patrick, the list goes on and on. Our girl Joe in the building. Yeah, man. Lindsey Mack, how you doing? Good morning, good people. Jay Peters in the building. Jay, how you doing this morning, my friend? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm just hanging out. Happy to do this. You know, the mock drafts are always the funnest time of year because it's the value shifts, the way the players move up and down. It's crazy. It's like its own ecosystem. And, you know, mm-hmm. Kenny Pickett's pro day was yesterday, and he's apparently going way up draft boards. Mm-hmm. And so we'll see what happens. But, you know, like you said, pro day is every day. Isaiah Spiller, Brees Hall today. Mm. We'll see what happens with them. They could be flying up some draft boards, too, with the way they test. So excited. It's a it's an exciting time of year. And uh, the mock drafts just keep on flowing. We love talking about them because we're excited for fantasy football and for the draft. Yeah, man. Uh, Brees Hall. Brees Hall's pro days today. Isaiah Spiller pro day today. Probably going to be uh, two of the top running backs off the board here in the next couple of weeks. So excited to see uh, what those two gentlemen do. I highly doubt Brees does any of the um, – testing measurables uh i don't believe any of the running backs did any sort of agility drill so maybe he does the short shuttle uh maybe he does some of that stuff but vert was crazy 40 yard dash was bananas uh my dog is probably just going to go out there and run through positional drills show his hands off go ahead and solidify that top spot in the 2022 draft but uh we had some things shake out yesterday some more free agency fallout some more news some more quarterbacks finding new homes Jay, what did we have pop off yesterday, bro? 
So yeah, the QB carousel continues to fly around the handle, and uh, so Atlanta Falcons traded away Matt Ryan for a third round pick to the Colts, pause, which was somewhat. Pause. We got Jasmine. Let me tell you something. It is too early. It is too early for you to be talking about Rico Strong. For those of you out there who don't know, I don't know if you want to Google who Rico Strong is, but the fact that she's talking about Rico Strong at 7 a.m. Central Time, Jazz, I got to ban you from the chat. How do I ban? How do I ban somebody from the chat? Get Jasmine out of here, man. She's wilding. I'm sorry. It's If you know, you know. If you know, you know. If you know, you're a dirty son of a you-know-what. But no, Rico Stone, not Rico Strong. Go ahead, Jay. The Atlanta Falcons traded Matt Ryan to the Colts for a third-round pick, and they guaranteed his entire salary with $54 million left on it. Then in a corresponding move, the Atlanta Falcons signed Marcus Mariota to be their starting quarterback on a two-year deal. And it's actually worth almost $19 million, and more than Mitch Trubisky, which was kind of surprising. You know, we think Mitch Trubisky could be the starter, could draft a quarterback. We don't know. But Marcus Marcus Mariota probably going to be the starter. We'll see if they draft a quarterback. And the other interesting fact about the Colts, this is a new starting quarterback for them every year the last seven years. So Andrew Luck did start two of those years, but one of those years he retired. So new starting quarterback, seven straight years, insane stat. Jameis Winston re-signed with the Saints on a two-year deal. So the number one, number two picks are now playing in the same division, which is interesting. Those are from 2015. Jameson Crowder signed with the Bills. And Jimmy G and Baker are left in the abyss. Where the hell do they go now, Ray? It seems like all the quarterback options are filled, unless Jimmy G maybe goes to Carolina. But outside of that, I don't really see a whole lot of opportunity for them. Yeah, we talked about this yesterday, man. I don't know... I don't know how many QB landing spots are out there right now. You got Seattle, who says they're committed to Drew Locke. I'm not buying that for one second. You've got Carolina, who seems poised to go into the season with Sam Darnold. Not buying that. I think those are two teams that need immediate quarterback help. Now, there are some other teams that can use a quarterback, right? That doesn't that that doesn't need the QB to come in and play right away. But you know, Tennessee. Uh, Pittsburgh, do they really believe in Mitch Trubisky? Uh, the Washington football, the Washington Commanders, excuse me. Uh, Carson Wentz there, you know, do they believe in him long term? Point is, starting spots for Baker Mayfield have whittled down to very, very few. There are a handful. And, you know, it's not looking good, man. It is, it, what a fall from grace for Baker Mayfield. Now, a couple of years ago, I believe it was before, like, he looked fine. Like, he looked. I, PFF had him graded as one of the top quarterbacks to finish out the season. Um, last season was a disaster. Injury, issues with the receiver, issues just with him whining and complaining, it seems like, every other week, b- putting blame on everybody else. I, this this doesn't look good. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about all the teams across the NFL that need an immediate qu- – think about this for a second, man. The Falcons opted for Marcus Mariota opposed to – Baker yeah. Mayfield. They'd rather they'd rather Marcus Mariota. The Steelers. We'll we'll roll with Mitch Trubisky. The Colts. Now nah, we don't want to trade for Baker. We'll 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 find Matt Ryan. We'll get the thirty-seven year old. Right. Of uh, the Houston Texans. Normally, when you trade a quarterback, you get one back. When the Rams and the and the Lions did their exchange, the Lions got back Jared Goff. He was no world beater, but they were like, "We'll take you." Right. You could play quarterback for us. The Houston Texans were like, "Nah, fam. We're good with Davis Mills." We're good with Davis Mills. You keep Baker. And then they they went out the very same day, next day, and signed Jacoby Brissett. So not good for Baker Mayfield. 
at all. This is this is this is not good for Baker. Um, we'll see how everything shakes out. Maybe he's destined for the Mitch Trubisky path, man, where he's a backup for a year, and then gets to you know rehabilitates himself, gets a starting job. But definite fall for grace for Baker Mayfield. As far as Matt Ryan and the Colts, this is this is an excellent landing spot. They have an excellent offensive line. They have the best running back in football. They've got a young ascending wide receiver in Michael Pittman Jr. who likes to do some of the things that made Matt Ryan successful in Atlanta, push the ball down the field. This is this is about a great of a stock boost for Michael Pittman Jr. as he possibly could ask for. Now, I, I saw some wild stuff on the Twitter streets about how high should he be valued in Dynasty? I'm seeing him versus Deontay Johnson versus DK Metcalf. Let's pump full-fledged, pull up the emergency break. Like, we're not going that damn far. It's good for him. This is a positive for Michael Pittman Jr. I am a Michael Pittman Jr. fan. Jay, I think you like Michael Pittman Jr., but I, I'm not I'm not ahead of my skis here. I'm not I'm not putting him in the same conversation as DK, as Deontay, as a DJ Moore. Let's see how it plays out. The good thing is, because he was a second round pick, he only signed a four year deal. He's going into year three. Yeah. If he performs well this year, he's pretty much has guaranteed himself another contract, which there's your value insulation at that wide receiver position. Uh but for MPJ, uh this is a great, great fit with Matt Ryan. Uh, you know, Zach Pascal is finally out of the way. They really don't have a target commanding tight end. We'll see what they do in the draft. I don't believe the Colts have a first round pick, but we'll see what they do. I think they have a second rounder so they can still opt for yeah. a young wide receiver. Uh, don't ask me about Paris Campbell. Do not ask because it's not going to happen. Um, yeah, good for good for them. When you look at the Falcons, I, I don't know what to think. I don't know what to think. I don't like it. I'll tell you that. Um, yeah. I don't like it. Kyle Pitts could be in for one of those Jarvis Landry type seasons where he gets 200 targets and, you know, the, the catch rate is low. I just I, I, I still have a simmer, a, a sliver of hope for Marcus Mariota. And maybe it's my college football bias coming out because of how good he was at Oregon. But realistically, man, what is he going to do? You know what I'm saying? Like, what is what? I don't know, man. He, this... he could be okay. He, he's not going to be great. The thing is, is that he's not a guy who pushes the ball down the field. I think the crazier thing, and I saw Nate Liss uh, from Roto Underworld tweet this out today. It was right after the draft. And it's like, how are you going to stop this offense? Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts. And not even a year later, look what happened. Yeah. The Atlanta Falcons are at least embracing the tank, but it's not great for Kyle Pitts and his outlook overall. Because someone's got to get him the ball. As, as good as he was, he got doubled all year long, and it really hurt him. And I think we're going to see more of the same, right? Russell Gage tweeting about how you guys wanted me to go back. Yeah, and this he is was why like, I, I left, knew. Right? I knew, yeah, <laughs> so, this is why I left. I knew it was not good so, in Atlanta. So here, here's the thing, man, and this is why, you know, a lot of times in, in fantasy, especially in Dynasty, man, people are like, situation matters. I'm paying attention to landing spot. This is why I don't. Because that shit changes so quickly year to year, right? The the situation around a team. Oh, I don't want I don't want to take the receiver that goes to Dallas because there's too many mouths to feed. Oh, I don't like Detroit Lions because they got a bad offense. Like that shit changes year to year so frequently, man. You know, Cincinnati was had one of the worst offensive lines to to finish the season going to the Super yeah. Bowl and in in a matter of weeks, they've rebuilt that offensive front to have a more improved offensive line. So for me, this is just every year we see this, right? Every year we see teams and situations change for the better. 
and for the worse. Sometimes there's some situations that look prime, that look great, and then in a a matter of an offseason, it goes to complete shit. So for me, talent over situation, nine and a half out of ten times. Situation matters on the margins. If I'm if I'm splitting hairs, if Brees Hall and Isaiah Spiller are drafted back to back, if Kenneth Walker and Spiller are drafted back to back, one of them lands in Dallas and the other one lands in Miami. Well, no, yes, I'm going to take the guy that landed in Miami. They got equal, similar draft capital. His path to relevance is a lot clearer than playing behind Zeke and Tony Pollard. I'll take I'll take that situation. All things equal, but uh, Kyle Pitts. I guess it's an opportunity to buy, you know, if people, and I I use that term loosely, right? If people are panicked because Kyle Pitts is paired with Marcus Mariota, again, there's no guarantee that he's some long-term starter in Atlanta. If you could catch the Pitts discount, because I'll tell you this, had Deshaun Watson landed in Atlanta, there'd be no opportunity to buy. None, zero. His, his, His price is through the roof, right? Had Matt Ryan stayed there, probably his value is higher than what it is today because it's Marcus Mariota. So if it gives you a small window, a small opportunity to acquire a player based on a situation that is inevitably going to change probably sooner rather than later, then take advantage of that, man. Take advantage. But again, not good for Baker Mayfield. Very good for Michael Pittman Jr. Opportunity to get you some Kyle Pitts and uh, we'll see yeah. what the Colts do in the draft. We'll see what the what the Falcons end up doing with the eighth overall pick. You know, a lot of people are saying Malik. If Malik is there, they're taking him. I don't think Malik is going to be there. And we're going to look at this yeah. mock by Damian. We're going to take a look at this mock and talk about some landing spots and fits. Is there anything else from a news perspective that I am missing? Nah, you nailed it all, man. We, we hit the major parts. It's the quarterbacks. It's the movement. It's where do the last few pieces fall. And ultimately... What happens with these picks now? There was, I think I saw a report that like 10 first round picks in this draft have been traded over the past, you know, year or so, two years. And so all these moving parts is going to create for a very crazy draft season. I think we'll see it in this mock today. Yep. All right. I got a couple of super chats. I got them favored and we'll get to them in a second. But let's take a look at the mock. So the draft network's Damian Parson. He's got a draft, mock draft, that dropped uh, yesterday. Yesterday afternoon, I saw it hit the timeline. Me and Jay checked it out. I said, we got to tap in. We got to check this out. I think there's some good landing spots and some interesting conversation. And for me, this is more... This is where the fun comes into play because we could just do the rookie mocks on sleeper and talk about the picks, but let's talk about the picks when we've got we've got some teams to the names and see how we would feel about some of these landing spots. So let's uh, let's pull it up right here. I'm kind of big, so we're gonna we're gonna make that a little bit smaller. Boom, 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 and let's go ahead and go through. So the NFL free agency mock once again. My man, Damian Parson, the Draft Network. Make sure you tap into all of their dope content. Some of the best, like, just looking content in the game. Like, hands down. Just very well done. So, let's let's kick it off. Jay, where you at? There you at? Where you at? There you go. There you go. All right. Jacksonville at the top spot. Evan Neal. A lot of conversation. Are they going Aiden Hutchinson? Are they doing this? No, they take an offensive tackle. And this is what I've been saying. Like, I get... I get Aiden Hutchinson. I understand they, you know, good defensive end prospect. Build your offensive line. You got Cam Robinson back on the franchise tag. I don't care if Evan Neal starts out on the right or the left or at guard. You build your offensive line. They made a good uh, signing. They got Brandon Sheriff over from the from the Commanders. You, you, you draft Evan Neal, the athletic freak at tackle. You've got Cam Robinson there. This is good for... Trevor Lawrence, it's good for the receivers. It's good for, speaking of receivers, we didn't even touch on the fact that Laquan Treadwell signed back in Jacksonville. Laquan Treadwell (laughs) 
is back in Jacksonville. Oh, no. LaVisca Christian Kirkstairs are just on the basement listen, right now. No I asked, good. I asked the question, at cost, at cost, would you rather the, the receiver that played pretty damn well with T-Law towards the end of the season for free, or would you rather pay up for Christian Kirk, who's never, never commanded, you know, a significant target at cost? Would you rather Laquan Treadwell or Christian Kirk? Serious question, man. Serious question. I mean, question. if it's... If it's free, you got to take it, right? At like, cost, whatever. Right? At free, if it's free, you got to take it. So I think I'm with you. I think I would take Treadwell because he was Listen. wide receiver three, wide receiver four. Like he was usable. He, he was usable. Fantasy, he it. was usable every week. Laquan Treadwell. I'm just putting it out there. His value it increased a tad bit. I, I'm 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 digging some Laquan Treadwell. I just like cheap options that can that you could re- get some return on your investment. Like so, anyway, Evan Neal. You add him to to the Jacksonville team. This helps out Trevor Lawrence. It helps out Travis Etienne, who's going to get all the work that he can handle in this RBBC committee type thing with Peterson. But right now, it looks like it's just uh, Travis Etienne. So good good pick. Uh, by Damian right here, getting Evan Neal to the Jags. And then I've been saying it, Jay, I believe this is what the Lions do it too, man. They're going Malik Willis. Uh, you know, coached him up at the Senior Bowl. Pro Day looked fantastic. Uh, I, I think they're taking him. He's not gonna. He's not falling to 32. We can, we can go ahead and ki- kill that. I don't think he'd fall past six with Carolina. And if he somehow got past Carolina, he's definitely not falling past eight or nine. So if the Lions believe in Malik Willis, they've got to take him. Now, the only other thing they could be doing is posturing for somebody else to trade up to two to grab him, right? Like, I'm taking Malik. We're taking Malik. If you want him, you're going to have to trade up, whether that's Pittsburgh, whether that's Seattle, whether that's Atlanta, whomever it is. If they want Malik Willis, they're going to have to pay out of the ass to get Malik Willis. I think the Lions take Malik Willis, too. And just to... I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil the rest of the mock because we got some questions when we get to the end of it. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson to the Texans. Listen, building around, building around one Davis Mills. And I asked the question, Jay, if Davis Mills was in this draft class, how high do you think he would be? Because I think he'd be right up there, probably QB two conversation if he were in this draft class. Really, QB two? Is that knowing he's yeah. on the Texans and knowing he's performed well? I, I think it's giving him another year at Stanford, given his pedigree. Yeah. He already got third round draft. He got top of the third round draft capital last year in a stack QB class. So you put him sure. in this one. I mean, I think second round would be his floor, man. But Texans, Aiden Hutchinson, the Jets, Kayvon Thibodeau. I think that's just a steal. And what a fit with um, with Robert Sala in New York. Yeah. I love Kayvon Thibodeau there. Trevor Penning, the big offensive tackle, met him at the Senior Bowl. Uh, going to the Giants. Good pick by the Giants. Listen, you get a good head coach in the building, you start making competent moves, right? Like, I think we think Brian Dable could be a good head coach. You get an offensive tackle like Penning, that offensive line was an issue. Helps out Saquon Barkley. Helps out whatever quarterback of the future will be there, whether that's Daniel Jones or somebody else. Good job uh, by the Giants in this mock. Panthers, listen, hey, no quarterback. They're going offensive tackle. They're going O-tackle, one of the most athletic linemen in this in this draft. Uh, Iguano, just an uh, an absolute beast. You know, a lot of a lot of speculation about about Kenny Pickett here in Carolina. I don't know what the Panthers are going to yeah. do, man, because I just I don't think they can go into this season with Sam Darnold at quarterback and 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 peddle that bullshit to anybody on the team that they're here to compete with Sam Darnold at quarterback. So while I love the fit, I love the pick. I think he's going to be a really good tackle. 
you know, this is where I probably would think about taking a quarterback, but maybe they got plans. Maybe they got plans for Baker Mayfield, plans for Jimmy Garoppolo coming in, something like that. But right now, Matt Rule is coaching uh, for his uh, head coaching life here in Carolina. And I don't think I don't think this would be the pick that saves him. But then, hell, it might not be Kenny Pickett or Matt Corral either. So uh, I, I think this is a fantastic tackle. Athletic, big, nasty. Here we go. Icky, right here, number six of the Panthers. Giants doubling back inside the top ten. They went. Uh, they built inside the trenches with their first pick, and they get Jermaine Johnson, one of the fastest risers at defensive end. Johnson is a freak in that division with Hurts and Dak Prescott. Got to get somebody to get after the quarterback. There you go, Jermaine Johnson, absolute stud, right? So you pair him across Ojolari from last year, and you've got a nice uh, defensive line front for the Giants. Kind of, we're not gonna we're not gonna compare him to Strahan, OCU Manura days, but you got that NASCAR package where you get those edge rushers to get after the quarterback, like the fit. Uh, Trayvon Walker from Georgia, I mean, just skyrocket type athlete going crazy in the draft. Sauce Gardner to Seattle. It's a Pete Carroll-type cornerback, right? Long, big zone coverage, Sauce Gardner. Uh, there goes the Seahawks. So they said, you know what? We're going to roll with Drew Locke based on this mock. Now, Garrett Wilson. Here we go. We get a wide receiver off of the board. Garrett Wilson to the Jets. Pair him with Zach Wilson. They got a, a pass rusher at their uh, at the number three pick in Kevon Thibodeau. And then they double back with Garrett Wilson. What would you feel about this for fantasy purposes? G-Dub with the Jets, uh, with Zach Wilson, man. This is Wilson to Wilson connection might be nice, right? I love it, man. You know, we've been talking about how the Jets need wide receivers badly. And the two that we've talked about, honestly, it feels like for months now, it's Garrett Wilson and Drake London. And thankfully, from a lot of experts, these are the two guys that seem to be the best fits, not just from our perspective, but theirs as well, on the Jets. I think Wilson provides a little bit more versatility, and I think you can kind of interchange him and Elijah Moore a little bit more in that offense. We know Jamison Crowder is not going to be there. Braxton Berrios will be there. And then, like you've talked about, Drake London can be that X on the outside. I personally think that Garrett Wilson is a slightly better fit, but either one going there would be a massive boost to not just the offense, but to Zach Wilson, right? We saw they brought in some tight ends to help him underneath and in the intermediate. Getting an, a big receiver or any type of receiver that can be an X like Garrett Wilson can, like Drake London can, is a massive stock up for that offense as a whole. We know the running game is going to be solid. They have good receivers. They just need a little bit more to help boost that. And Zach Wilson, obviously, to develop. But I love that fit for Zach, for Zach Wilson and for Garrett Wilson in the, in New York. I think it would be a what great do you spot. Think, what do you think that does for Elijah Moore? If, if Garrett Wilson is there, if they draft a wide receiver number 10 overall in the first round, you know what I'm saying? Like, what does this do? What does this do for uh, Elijah Moore? I think it would have to hurt him a little bit because people, people naturally are going to be like, oh, damn, like I was hoping they would pass, but that doesn't make sense for the offense. So I think naturally it will hurt his stock a little bit, but it really shouldn't. You know, there's lots of options and lots of targets available there that someone can come in and command some. It's just maybe he won't be the X like people hoped, but I mean, ultimately, he's still going to be a good player in that offense, and I think Wilson and uh, Moore can ultimately thrive together, not just one or the other. Yeah, I think, I, listen, I don't think it's a bad thing, man. I think so many times, you look across the NFL right now, there are very, very few teams that just have one wide receiver. It, there's all the target consolidation to that one guy. I mean, teams, base formation for NFL teams, I believe last year in 2021, over the last couple of years, it's like 78%, 82% base formation through wide receivers, right? 
you know, you look at the Rams. What makes the Rams so good, we were talking about this in the Discord, is they throw the ball to five players. It was Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, whoever the number three was, Tyler Higby and the running back. All of the targets are consolidated into five options. The Jets need options, man. There's the there's nobody else to catch the ball. I mean, you got Braxton Berrios there. Jamison Crowder is finally out of the way. He signed uh, a, a deal with the Bills. He's out of the with the Buffalo Bills, he's out of the way. So you got Berrios, you have Elijah Moore, and you would have Garrett Wilson. I think this hurts Corey Davis more than it hurts Elijah Moore. They'd build around those two young studs. And we're seeing Jamar Chase thrive with T. Higgins. We're seeing Tyler Boyd still get his from time to time. C.J. Uzama was getting his from time to time. So I think ultimately, uh, while a little bit of a knock for Elijah Moore, I think he would be just fine. And if anything, those two complement one another very well. And that's just a matchup nightmare from hell for defensive coordinators to figure out. So I don't hate it at all. I, I, I actually like it. And I do think there's a lot of smoke around the Jets wanting to add a wide receiver to the mix. So whether it's yeah. Garrett Wilson or Drake London, um, this is going to happen. I, I believe they are going to take a wide receiver at 10. Now let's get spicy. Washington football team. J Mo Jamison Williams Washington I keep calling him the damn Washington football team the Washington Commanders Jamison Williams now pre his ACL tear there was raging wildfire about him being the first wide receiver off of the board uh exactly and I didn't I wasn't even reading he's known by most as wide receiver one in the class a lot of people feel that way about J Mo you put him and his ability to stretch the field with Terry McLaurin. We'll see what happens with Logan Thomas, John Bates, Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissick. The offense gets instantly better. Now, I know J-Mo's not going to be ready at the start of the season, but maybe he starts the season on putt. By midseason, he comes back. We know what Yolo Wentz likes to do, just bomb it deep, no conscious, just throwing it deep. He's like the Russell Westbrook of quarterbacks in the NFL, just no conscious, man. Like, throws a bad pick. Stupid face, stupid look on his face. He comes back and he does it again. Just the Russell Westbrook of quarterbacks in the NFL. J-Mo to the commanders. You said you love it. How do you feel? I do. I, I think it's a great fit. And yeah, I like that uh, Damien's making his case here, talking about how J-Mo was the wide receiver one. He was. It, it didn't matter how you played him. Cover two, way back, J-Mo is still running past them. And you saw that on the tape over and over and over. And it just seems to be there's more and more talk of him going higher in drafts. You know, and early in the process, people are like, ah, he's injured, blah, blah, blah. But the more people are watching the tape, the more they're, more they're realizing it doesn't matter that he's hurt. You need a guy because he is the best wide receiver in the class, and he's ultimately a game-breaker. As much as I like Drake London, as much as I like Garrett Wilson, there is not a bigger game-breaker in the in this draft class than probably Jamison Williams. And that's one of the reasons why people will take him high is because this is what you need at the NFL. Not to say he's Tyree Kill, but he's a player that can do the kind of things that Tyree Kill can where it's just you can't you have to do everything you can to stop this guy. And he's such a focal point of that offense that J-Mo is just a smash spot. And with Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, like it's just, oh, that offense would be straight loaded. All right, we got Derek Stingley Jr. to the Vikings. So we got Derek Stingley, cornerback to the Vikings. And there we go, Charles Cross, offensive tackle, out big athletic offensive tackle to Houston. Listen, man, Davis Mills, Davis, I, I'm beating the draw. I am, it's something about, uh, white Davis statue Mills quarterbacks fans. that I the love, net. man. It's 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 Mac Jones, it's Davis Mills. Look, they want to build around him. You start off with what they get. Uh, what they take Aiden Hutchinson and uh, Aiden Hutchinson and Charles Cross building the trenches. Yeah. Listen, hey, 
you got two bookend offensive tackles. Laramie Tunsil, you get you get Charles Cross. Good for Davis Mills. Bye, Davis Mills. Bye, Davis Mills. Charles Cross to the Texans. I fucking love it, man. I love it. I love it. Yes, white statue quarterbacks. I'm all in. I love them. I love them. They can just deliver the ball. Love them. All right, Ravens. Andrew Booth, nice cornerback fit for the Ravens. Seems like a Baltimore fit. They've got to deal with Deshaun Watson and Joe Burrow and everybody else in that division outside of Mitchell Trubisky. So let's go ahead and get them some cornerback help. Philly. I know a lot of Philly fans very concerned about uh, a quarter, a wide receiver going there. Which one? Kyle Hamilton. I mean, finally, thank God we've got a mock where Kyle Hamilton's not going number two overall. Thank you. Thank you, Damian, for not following the group think of all the yes, draft sir. Twitter and just slotting a safety into the number two overall pick. Thank you for some diversity in the mock. Kyle Hamilton down here at 15. I like Kyle Hamilton a lot. I, I, I. I, I, I hear some things. He's the best player in the draft. I don't know about all of that. But at 15, this would be a hell of a get for the Eagles who need secondary help. And they're quietly building a solid defense. So I like this for Philly. They got another pick right after this. And God damn it, they take Tyler Linderbaum, a player that I was hoping the Dallas Cowboys would fall to the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Kelsey's coming back for his final season, another season. But Linderbaum provides a great option to play guard or center for the Eagles. Help Jalen Hurts out. Build that offensive line. We know their offensive line has been a mess over the last couple of years with just injuries. So good job by Philadelphia. I'd like Kyle Hamilton and Tyler Linderbaum. And I think a lot of people, if this happens, a lot of people would be very, very excited about this next pick because Justin Herbert gets another weapon. And I believe this is going... This, I'm all in love with this mock because all of draft Twitter consensus is Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis, Jordan Davis, Jordan. They yep. signed two D tackles in free agency. I think they're going wide receiver. And Chris Olave fits the build of a Justin Herbert type wide receiver. 100%. Olave to the Chargers would be money. And I think this would boost his ADP. You would see Olave. Because of the pairing with Justin Herbert, I think you'd see him start to creep into that top eight in rookie drafts, man. I think you'd see him get bumped up a couple of draft slots if he lands in L.A. with Justin Herbert, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, and Chris Olave. They got Gerald Everett at tight end. Talk about just speed, threats all over the field. AFC West is going to be one of the funnest, probably the funnest division in football this year. Um, the AFC is just loaded in general, right? Just absolutely loaded. Chris Olave to the Chargers. We get another receiver off of the board right after this, Jay. How do you feel about this one? Traylon Burks to New Orleans. Traylon Burks with Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, Jameis Winston resigned, Yolo Winston. I mean, these are these are these are these are exciting fits, man. These are exciting fits. So right now, just real quick, because we got to get through this mock. Traylon in, in in New Orleans, Garrett Wilson in New York, or Chris Olave in LA. How would you rank those wide receivers landing spots? 100% Garrett Wilson, um, number one, just because it's the best spot, in my opinion. I like Traylon in New Orleans. I think he could learn to run routes from Michael Thomas. I think he could learn a lot of things in that offense. Um, Chris Olave would probably still be behind them both, but I do obviously love the fit for the Chargers. It'd be, it would be very difficult, right? As much as I like Traylon, it would be very difficult to not take Chris Olave, but we have to remember he would be the wide receiver three. And, you know, that's probably maxing out at 90 to 100 targets. Keenan Allen still didn't get his 150. Mike Williams would probably get 140 to 150. As much as Herbert throws the ball, those guys aren't going anywhere for three whole years. 
So while it's a great boost for Herbert, great boost for the offense, not so great for Chris Olave, even though it's a great fit for a wide receiver. All right, Leonard Fournette, back to the Bucs. We got some news. Leonard yeah. Fournette, three-year deal to the Bucs. Thank goodness he didn't go to Tampa, uh, to New England, <laughs> New England and just destroy our Ramondre Stevenson love. Uh, Leonard Fournette, back. R.I.P. Keyshawn Vaughn, short-lived. Ronald Jones be finding a new home. Leonard Fournette, locked and loaded. Back to the Bucs. Pencil him in. Top 12 running back here for the next couple of years, as long as Tom Brady's he there. He really could be. It, he, he, I think so. He was so uh, good. Uh, yeah. He really could be, yep. for sure. All right. Let's keep going. The Eagles, Devontae Wyatt, the go defensive Great line. So the pick, Eagles, man. the Eagles just crushing it based on this mock. They went Hamilton, Linderbaum, and then Devontae Wyatt out of Georgia. Love it, love it, love it for Philadelphia as a uh as still a Cowboys fan. Wouldn't love it so much. Kenny Pickett to the Steelers. Kenny Pickett falling all the way to 20 to play behind Mitchell Trubisky. Yes, he's a serviceable quarterback. But I don't know if Pittsburgh would be able to keep their hands off of the pit quarterback, Kenny Pickett, if he were to fall to 20, sit behind Mitchell Trubisky for a season, half the season, who knows how long, but they, they find their quarterback of the future potentially in Kenny Pickett. So you got to you gotta commend Pittsburgh for that. Ah, uh, the Patriots, pass on a wide receiver. They're just going to roll out Kendrick Bourne and Jacoby Myers. and. They're going Trent McDuffie, uh, cornerback. They lost J.C. Jackson. I, I'm with you, Jay. I don't think they're taking a receiver in round one. Losing J.C. Jackson, they've got a short. I don't know what New England's doing. I feel like sometimes I think they are like are ahead of the curve and outsmarting everybody. Maybe get Mac Jones some help. Maybe, possibly. Okay, get him some Ray, help. let me let me play a scenario for you in two seconds. Bill Belichick was so smart, he took Nikhil Harry over A.J. Brown because that's what his process told him. I don't want him ever drafting a receiver in the first round ever again. Just look at the history. It's god-awful. Just take the cornerback, build in the trenches, we're going to be all right. <laughs> Patrick said the Eagles got Pascal. They're set at wide receiver. Yeah. Hell yeah. They are set. Zach Pascal. All right. Here we go. How high would you take him? And I, I this, is, this is old GQ pre- the draft network mock bar, man, Damian, I've been saying this as well. Jahan Dotson to Green Bay. Jahan Dotson to the Green Bay Packers. There you go. I mean, Devontae Adams is gone. They don't have a wide receiver one. He seems like a he seems like an Aaron Rodgers type guy. Chris Olave, yep, 100%. Jahan Dotson, those seem like Packers type wide receivers. This would be great for Jahan Dotson. This would be great. Right now. I've told everybody in our Discord yesterday, Alan Lazard is somebody I am trying to acquire because as of now, he's the guy that's got the rapport with Aaron Rodgers. I still think it takes some time for whatever rookie wide receiver to develop that chemistry with Aaron Rodgers. But man, uh, Jahan Dotson. And I only think they're taking one. I know a lot of people think they're going to double tap receiver. I think they're taking one. I think pick 22, they take a receiver, pick 28. I don't think they'll take a receiver. I don't know what this mock says, but that's what I believe. Uh, Jahan Dotson, I think, is a great fit in Green Bay. Uh, Elam, the cornerback out of Florida to the Cardinals. There you go. They need a cornerback in the worst way. And what do the Dallas Cowboys do? I talked all that stuff about Traylon Burks. We lost Lyle Collins. We lost Randy Gregory. The wide receiver dreams in Dallas in round one are dead. They better go offensive line or defensive line. And here they get a very athletic offensive lineman out of Texas A&M, Kenyon Green. Love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. If Dallas lands him, 
This is a great fit on the interior. of the, well, We lost Connor Williams as well. Think about it. No Connor Williams. No Lyle Collins. Tyron Smith is getting older. Zach Martin is getting older. Tyler Biotish in the middle. So-so. Getting an athletic t- uh, interior lineman that probably can play from left guard to right guard. I love this right here for Green. Love this for the Cowboys. This would be good for the running backs. Good for Dak. Good for the wide receivers. Love the fit uh, in Dallas. All right. Buffalo. At 25, Devin Lloyd, athletic linebacker, just to terrorize other teams. Um, Him and Edmonds would just be a problem. All right, so good for Buffalo Bills fans. Here we go. Another one, man. Just think about this would be the monsters of fantasy football. Just big, the monsters. If the Tennessee Titans in the first round select Drake London, you pair Drake London with A.J. Brown, Robert Woods in the slot, Derrick Henry out of the backfield. It's the it's literally it's just the monsters. It's just big yak receivers in AJ Brown and Drake London. You got a bruising running back in Derrick Henry. You get Robert Woods, the savvy vet inside that slot coming back. This would this <laughs> this would be a, a lethal combination. AJ Brown and Drake London for the next six, seven years would be nasty. Would absolutely love it. Would absolutely love it. Love this for Drake London. Do I think he falls this far? I, I I don't know. I don't know if he falls this far. Kenneth is in the building, and he says, as a Titans fan here, I'd lose my mind if we got Drake London. He said, yo, we get this, it's going down. I love the fit right here. Ah, the rich get richer because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers take one of my favorite offensive linemen. Uh, Eric said, hey, that would be a big, that'd be a veiny eggplant emoji. Thank goodness yes, Eric, cannot, Eric cannot post that GIF in here. Shout out to the Heisman tier member, Eric. Uh, Tampa Bay, Zion Johnson is just a monster. And, you know, Tampa Bay, they lost, you know, uh, Alex Kappa. They lost Ali Marpet, Shaq Mason. Boom, left guard, plug and play, Zion Johnson, Boston College interior offensive lineman. Good at the Senior Bowl, athletic at the Combine, big-time riser. Tom Brady, the issue with him versus the Rams, he was on his back too many times, right? He also didn't have any damn wide receivers in that game. You know, Chris Godwin hurt, Mike Evans limping around. They had to throw to all these random-ass guys. Zion Johnson to the Bucks makes a ton of sense. Get Tom Brady all the protection and help that he needs. Good for Tampa Bay. Packers, here we go, 28. Again, I do not think they're taking two first-round wide receivers. Jordan Davis to Green Bay. Uh, I don't think the big tackle Great falls fit. this far, but this would be an awesome fit. Zion Johnson or Zion Williamson? Uh, oh, man. <laughs> Interchangeable as far as Interchang- I'm concerned. Interchangeable. Yeah, they're the, same, they're the same player. Zion is an offensive yeah. lineman, so they're the same player. All right, Packers get Jordan Davis. Dolphins take a linebacker, the athletic linebacker, N'Kobe Dean, out of Georgia to, to, to complement that defense. The Chiefs take Roger McCrary. A lot of conversation about Roger McCrary having short arms, all that stuff. Listen, he's a fantastic corner. I have not seen him. You don't see him get in trouble. You don't see him panic. None of that type of stuff. So Roger McCrary here uh, to the Chiefs at pick 30. 31, David Ajaba torn his, tore his Achilles tendon. I don't think he's going to go round one. But right here, Cincinnati, uh, they just take, I guess, best player available. I mean, they've completely rebuilt yeah. their offensive line. If they think David Ojabo is the best player available and they're comfortable with their doctors and, uh, you know, what they, you know, the recovery timeline for this injury, here you go. Cincinnati just builds to that defense. Trey Hendrickson, 
Awesome defensive end, all-pro player. David Ajabo here um, at 31. And then at 32, Christian Watson. There you go. You add more speed, another playmaker to this Detroit Lions offense to pair with Malik Willis and Amon Ra and DJ Chark and DeAndre Swift and TJ Hawkinson. And right now the Lions look like they're cooking with something, right? You go, you go Malik, Christian Watson, Jay, we had the bet. I said Christian Watson, top 64 pick. You laugh me out of the building. You are not a man of your word. You don't pay up any bets that you owe, but you are going to lose this one. So give me your I'm thoughts. Chris, Chris, it's not my. I, lo- I love I love the fit, though, to be fair. like I think the way that he can complement these other receivers, you have the slot god, the sun god, Amon Ross St. Brown. You have TJ Hawkinson who can stretch the field vertically. You have DJ Shark who can run deep. And then you have Christian Watson. And I think that he could learn from DJ Shark. He could learn from Amon Ra. He could learn from Hawkinson. And he could carve a role in that offense that could be a combination of all of them. And I think that's what makes him so great is that he has the ability to do all these things paired with Malik Willis. I always love it when a wide receiver and a quarterback are paired together in rookie mini camps and all this stuff. It makes that chemistry come together a lot earlier. And I think it's just a dope fit. And like you said, Detroit also has 202. So they can come back and take another player if they really yeah. wanted to. So yeah. all these options available to them with all these picks. And I think if, if this was their draft, they smashed it. Like they would yeah. they would do very well. And and Detroit fans should be really excited for what's coming because they're building together a good team. And I think honestly, Dan Campbell's doing a really good job. And I did not expect this from him or Detroit, but I think they're doing a really good job of what they're building. So some notable omissions from the first round of this mock. We didn't see Matt Corral. There was no Matt Corral in the first round. No Sam Howe. No Desmond Ritter. No Carson Strong, no running back, no Brees Hall, no Isaiah Spiller, no Kenneth Walker. None of those guys in the first round of this mock draft. Um, No George Pickens, notable omission from the first round. I don't believe there's going to be a first-round running back. If there is one, I do believe it's Brees Hall. Don't think there's a first-round running back. I do think Matt Corral is a first-round pick. You know, I, I, I think he's going to work his way into that first round. Of my top 10 wide receivers, we saw quite a few of them in the first round of this mock draft. Uh, this is some of these picks, man. Olave to the Chargers, you know, that that is going to significantly boost his rookie draft ADP. This is where now that free agency is sort of taking shape and we know where some of the landing spots are or are not. Now these mocks are going to start to make a little more sense. Again, we've got two pro days today, Isaiah Spiller and Brees Hall, so we'll be tapping into that. But we did have a couple of super quick, super chat questions we got to get to. Uh, let's start right here. Super chat question. Let's get the sounder. And a super flex. PPR, two tight end startup at 112, third round reversal. Best way to go, third round reversal. If you ain't doing third round reversal, you're doing it wrong. I've got 112, 201, and 301 QBs available. Watson, Lance, running backs, Javante, Najee. Do I double tap running back or get... Watson, what do you do? What do you do, Jay? At 112, right? Third round reversal. So he's got, do you get Watson in a running back or do you double tap? Do you double tap a uh, running back here? I'm taking Watson, baby. Give me, give I me think Watson I would, and Jay. Honestly, what's crazy is I think I would even take Watson and Lance. Really? Watson and Lance yeah. over the running backs. And the, okay. and the reason why I would consider it is because both those guys kind of need the year, right? So you're almost pseudo tanking without really losing a ton of they're not going to lose value they're going to be right yeah. where they're at and you're kind of wasting a Javante Najee season that could be really good 
but you may not get anything out of it because those two quarterbacks, like Watson may not play eight games, may not play 10 games. And then Lance, we hope he's great, but we don't really know what he's going to be ultimately. He's valued yeah. very high, but we don't know what he's going to do. So I, I honestly, you know, we've talked about Watson, where we take him top five, top six. I'm fearful of taking Lance as QB one, but I'm taking him as, if I'm taking him as my QB two, I'm okay with that, right? I think super, that's a lot better super, situation. Super flex. I think Watson and Lance would be smashes. If you go Watson, Lance at 112, 201, even back at 301, you only got a couple of pick weight. I guarantee there'll be another running back there that you love. That, that'd that be dope. You go, you go I'd Watson, be Lance. for Brees Hall to come back. I right? mean, you, like that's, you, you might, that's you might get there. Watson, Lance, Brees Hall, Watson, Lance, you know, Antonio Gibson, Watson, Lance. Like, there's a good yeah. shot that you're going to get another talented running. You're not getting that caliber of quarterback back at 3-1. You're in Tua territory, you know, Mac Jones territory, uh, Matthew Stafford territory. I think you go Watson, Lance, smash those quarterbacks, and you could probably double back with a, a running back later. Good shit, Jay Rich. Look at you, baby. Sometimes you you are worth something. Sometimes, all right? Thank you. Brandon, super chat. Here we go. Can you set the expectations on Jaheim Bell? I get excited when I see Debbie tight ends. For those of y'all who don't know, Jaheim Bell, I don't know if he's a wide receiver, a tight end, or a running back, but he's big. The analytics check out. He plays at South Carolina. He wears number zero. He's a beast. Jaheim Bell is a monster. Right now, if you're just talking about tight ends in 2023, it's Michael Mayer, Jaheim Bell, and Jaheim Bell is even a little more I th- he's he's more athletic than Michael Mayer is. Really? Jahe- Damn. Yeah, Jaheim Bell is a dog. If you have not watched, go look up Jaheim Bell. He's an absolute monster. You will be. He will. He will break the combine. He's going to be really, really good. Uh, the expectations. Veiny eggplant emoji. Those are the expectations <laughs> for Jaheim Bell. All right, Matt Bruning. What does this do? For Paris, oh, I shouldn't have done that. What does this do for Paris Campbell's draft stock? He got me. Paris Campbell's draft stock is, or stock is this. Sad trombone. Um, I'm out. I, if somebody believes in Paris Campbell, you can take him. I don't want him. No, thank you. I have nothing. No, no love for Paris Campbell from uh, from GQ Bruning. And then my man, Tyndall. Just said super chat. Thank you. Jay Rich is, hey, man, we got to renegotiate your contract here. You're getting paid. Getting paid every show. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I I don't like it. But listen, man, appreciate uh, the Draft Network. Damien for letting us use this mock. Make sure you go over to the Draft Network, TDN, doing great things in the draft space. Check out their mocks. We heard that Mel Kuyper had a dope mock that dropped. We might look at that on Thursday. Like, I just want to look at these now. I want to start getting... Faces to teams, players to team situations. I want to start doing that. But tomorrow, Jay, full Dynasty Trade Show. Deshaun Watson, Allen Robinson, I want to see trades. Dynasty Trade Show all day. So in the comments, hit the like button. It's 300 damn people in here. Hit the like button, thumbs up, subscribe to the content. We got Dynasty Trades all show tomorrow. From start to finish, looking at Dynasty Trades that the patrons made. Patreon.com forward slash all gas. Best damn Debbie dynasty community in the fantasy football space. Make sure you tap in for that show tomorrow. Y'all have a fantastic Tuesday. We'll be back. Wake y'all last up with Ray G tomorrow. We out. Peace.